Hello and welcome to the I'm Walking Here podcast. Come and listen as some idiots talk about sports and give their takes for a while. We got some teams on Fraud Watch today. The NFL, there have been some big-time frauds in the NFL, and I think uh, we got to talk about this, Bryce, don't we? We do. I think we should talk about your stylistic choice of just removing the intro, but well, yeah, we can was, talk I'm about kinda, these I'm teams on Fraud Watch. I'm trying to shake things up a little bit. I feel like it felt a little too cookie-cutter by going straight for the intro, so we're kind of just like starting things off a little differently. Right. But... um. Welcome back to another episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm Dresden Massel, as always, Ian Cusick. Show my good friend, as always, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. You know what, Bryce, how are you doing today, though? We, we, we still need to touch base, so. Um, I've been on the fucking prowl for this PS5, so. Not the best. <laughs> they fucking dropped at 3 a.m. That's God, rough. Ugh. So, it was so bad, but. We're did other you get than one that. Easter? No, I didn't oh, get didn't. one. But never, nevertheless, um, I'm all right. I think maybe. Is anyone really all right nowadays? Nope. Anyways, we got some frauds to talk about because there are some frauds in the NFL. Let's. I think. I think the most hilarious one was the Seahawk one. You know, Bryce, um, you know, I think th- this one kind of holds a special place for you, so why don't you talk about this game? Well, it's it's like you just lost to Colt McCoy, you know, at home. Like, that's just, I mean, I know there's no fans. At home doesn't really mean anything anymore, but still, you you just lost to a 34-year-old Colt McCoy at I, home. I just learned, like, less than 15 minutes ago that Colt McCoy was 34, and that was a huge, like... I had to tell you that check. he was 34. We were joking about this game before we recorded, and Bryce said that he was 34, and I was like, I thought he was just being hyperbolic and just like, nope. yeah, he, Colt McCoy's on the kind of old, but I, I don't think he's 34. No, that motherfucker is 34. That's yeah. such a, that's a massive reality check for me, because <sighs> I remember watching Colt McCoy in college when I was like 9, 10, 11. Oh, I remember that's... too. I loved Colt McCoy in, in Texas. That, that was a massive reality check for me, and uh, it hurts. Even it hurts. worse, you just got ran over by Alfred Morris. No, yeah, not Gallman. True, Wayne Gallman had a huge day. Alfred Morris scored two touchdowns, though. I yeah. So Seahawks officially on fraud watch. They, you can't be losing that is... the Giants. Here's the thing. I do want to give a little credit to the Giants. I know this is like kind of a flu clause for the Seahawks, I think. But I do want to give some credit to the Giants. That defense is nice. Like, legitimately nice. Um, Bradbury might be a top three corner in the NFL this year. I did not see that coming at all. I don't think anybody did because I didn't think Bradbury was that great of a corner. I thought the Giants massively overpaid, but he's been lights out for you guys. He has been phenomenal. He is great. Um, I love how our linebacker core is shaking out. I mean, even da- I, I hated the 
Tomlinson's landing, but honestly, massively stepped up this year. It's been great. Giants defense, low key, pretty nice. It's I, good. Uh, you know, and they're in position for a playoff spot right now. Yeah, we and... just we we just got to finish with the same or better record as the football team, and we're good. And we'll be in a playoff spot. Speaking of the football team, we are going a little out of chronological order here. Steelers on big time fraud watch. Look, the Steelers have been on. Honestly, we've put the Steelers on fraud watch many different times. Nah, but like this, they're the officially year. on fraud alert now. We were like now. Now everyone knows. Now everyone gets it. Like, we we were saying this for the last few weeks. This team is not. As good as their record says. They're not that good of a team. No, they're really not. And I think that was obvious um, really against like the Cowboys in November that this team was really not that good. I mean, getting in shootouts with fucking Glenn Gabbert or Garrett Gilbert, sorry. Like, this yeah, team is really not that good. So I understand why you uh, mix them up, but. <laughs> yeah, no, we this were team expecting is... them to make to uh, lose against the Bills. We expected them to win against Washington because yeah, Washington is pretty mediocre. I don't think they're a terrible team, but they're not a good team by any means. We thought that the Steelers should be able to handle them. If this was an eleven zero team at home against a team that isn't anywhere close to competing with the top dogs of the league. You would think the Steelers would win this game, but they, they just look terrible. Yeah, they genuinely were... They just came out flat. Boo-Boo Smith-Schuster is a terrible wide receiver. Um, and a, I said, A.B. told y'all. A.B. told us Juju is a terrible receiver. He genuinely is. I mean, I believe him. But, like, he genuinely is dog shit. Like, he is just terrible. The the dude, uh, he can't do anything. You know, it's... Uh, Deontay Johnson is really the number one wide receiver in this offense right now. No, it's Claypool. Which... Oh, fuck, Claypool. I forgot about Claypool. Claypool is nice. Right He's got the... Claypool is nice. Deontay Johnson, you know, he's a solid wide receiver. Juju has not been what he should be after what we had seen from him the previous I, Like, the media attention he got after AB left was so obnoxious. The dude's not good. And he never earned, he never, there's never anything that even said to anybody he is that good. He He's just genuinely not that good. But I, I digress from that point. There's there's more people we got to put on Fraud Watch other than Juju. I would say... I would say the Titans... We put the Browns and Titans on Fraud Watch. I would say... Okay. I mean, based on what happened in the second half of this game, the Browns are definitely still on Fraud Watch. But the Titans for losing this game, definitely on fraud watch. They have really not done well the last few weeks. 
the Titans have just been absolutely dreadful. It's I'll give them all the credit in the world. They were down 38-7 at half, and then they came back and put up 24 points, or 28 points, rather. But why did you let Baker Mayfield put 38 on you in the first half? Yeah, if you're letting Baker Mayfield look like a good QB against you, you haven't, you're just, there's issues. And people, this people was... are buying Baker's. I swear to God, people buy Baker's stock for no reason. Yes, he had a good game. This is like one of two good games he's had all fucking year. People need to people need to relax on buying Baker stock. He's truthfully not that good. Has he improved? Yes. Is he that good? No, I wouldn't say so. So we put the, we've put in the Titans on fraud watch. But let's talk about the Browns being on fraud watch a little bit as a team because you put up 38 points in the first half. That's a good thing. That's a very good thing, Kevin. Spansky I mean, they were up, like they were up thirty-eight-seven at halftime and won by six. Not only that, they put up three points in the second half. Maybe when you notice that, hey, all of a sudden it's forty-one twenty-one. Maybe we should actually start, you know, picking up the intensity a little bit because three scores in an NFL quarter, most teams can can accomplish that. The Titans almost did. A couple things fall differently, and the Titans can easily win this game. Titans don't waste all that time in the fourth quarter. Probably gonna win the game. Probably should came back, but I don't know. I don't. I don't have faith in really any. The only AFC team I really have faith in and respect is the Chiefs. Everyone else is questionable at best. I mean, look, the AFC side of the playoffs. We all know what's gonna happen. The Chiefs are gonna steamroll through everybody. It, it the play. The AFC runs through Kansas City, and it's going to run through Kansas City for the next few seasons. This is the AFC cannot catch a break because they had to go through two decades of like, oh, it's probably going to be the Pats again. Now it's going to be another it's decade of Brady Manning for two decades, and then yeah, it was either the Colts, Broncos, or Patriots are going to the Super Bowl, and then it was like, oh, I guess it's now it's just going to be the Chiefs. <laughs> and then once Brady finally, like you know, whatever the term you want to use, yeah, as soon he's no longer the top dog. You we immediately get Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, like, as, oh shit, as, this guy just signed a ten year contract. So we lost we lost Peyton. He just retired, and he retired on top. So he left with he left with his rings. Like oh, I guess it's gonna be the Pats. And then Brady was getting old. It's like oh, the road's finally open. And then we get Mahomes, who's like twenty three, and gonna dominate the league until he retires. Dude, we're gonna be like thirty two when that contract's done, and that's and I don't think it's even unreasonable to think that Mahomes will definitely have another big payday after that contract. If he's healthy, I could see it. Yeah. And if he, he's going to keep producing. Speaking of large contracts, though. Oh, boy. The man with go. the big extension, Carson Wentz, has been benched. And you know what the worst part is? That extension don't even kick in until next year. I was hoping you would men. I was hoping you wouldn't mention that because I wanted to bring that up myself. But he's he right now is making like sixteen million dollars as the last season of his rookie deal. His extension kicks in next season, where he's making something like thirty-three million dollars or something like that. And I 
need to look at the details of that contract. I don't think there's an opt-out. Not that Wentz would take that opt-out. He'd be fucking stupid to take that opt-out. Or he just loves Philly. Oh, he does He does have an opt-out after next season. But... They're going to send the fucking mob to his house to fucking make him opt-out. I, I guess so. Whatever the Celtics did with Gordon Hayward, I guess. Well, honestly, okay, if you bench him for an entire season, he might opt out because he might want to play. Dude, he's he's got the best job in the league. He's making $34 million to sit on the bench. And they can't. There's no shot they even move that contract either. <laughs> if you if you cut him. Yeah, you can't cut him. You got so yeah, much. There's You out. can't really cut him. I don't know how you're going to trade him. You're just going to have to treat him like shit and hope he opts out. It's really your only hope. I don't know, man. If I was in Wentz's shoes, and like, even if the org was treating me like absolute dog shit, I'm like, I'd be like, I'm making thirty four million. I would opt in to, yeah, I'd opt in to spite them. Honestly, I not even to spite them. It's like, you know what? All right, do whatever you want. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna suck this money out. All right, I, I get to make all the money without having any of the fucking pain of playing in the NFL, dude. Sign me up. So fucking insane. It is crazy. Dude, I'll, I'll live in Philly for $34 million. Yeah, that's year. probably the lowest I take to live in Philly. Um, Bare minimum right there. A lot of people are bring up, there's a lot of debate whether Carson Wentz's decline is his fault or the org's fault. Um, I don't think they're not mutually exclusive. I, yeah, I, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I think there's a little bit of I, Yes, the everywhere. org did not help him. However, he also did not help himself. Um, I just think, well, I mean, you, you people bring it up all the time, the receivers that the Eagles passed on, like Justin Jefferson this year, they passed on A.J. Brown and Metcalf, um, and that's like the big three, but I, well, even with that, Wentz, I mean, Wentz just digressed, like he just really got worse and worse. And, I mean, I don't know. I don't know when they gave him that extension. Maybe it was. This was um. This was last year, like summertime last year when they gave. Him I mean, the I did it then because like. He... So like he still had a MVP caliber season behind, like within recent memory. And I don't think he wasn't like terrible last year. I I know he did get hurt towards the end of last year, but. It's not like he was awful. But this he's, season, he's just been an outright liar. I mean, yeah, you Eagles. bench for a second-round QB. That everyone, I, I remember we talked, like, we cooked the Eagles for taking Jalen Hurts at that spot. Like, we just, we roasted them, and now he's their starter. So, and, I don't know. Against the Packers, we only saw Hurts for a little bit, but he did look all right. He did look like, you know, he had a command of the offense. He did look like he knew what he was doing. So I'm not going to clown him here for saying, ha-ha, look at you guys, you guys are starting Jalen Hurts now. Because maybe Hurts is the answer and we were just wrong, which if you've been listening to this show, you know we are wrong very often. But I I don't know what's going on with Wentz. This is, this is rough. It, it's rough to watch, and I hate the Eagles. It's so rough to watch this. It's it's horrifying, honestly. I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do. 
They, I, I mean, if he's not good enough to start, he's not good enough to start. But you just gave him like an insane amount of money to start a quarterback, and now I don't know. I don't even know who you could trade that shit to. Maybe the Bears. Like, I don't even know if they have a cap situation that would work out with that massive extension he got. I mean, if if you really want to trade, first off, you're going to be after including picks in that deal because no team's taking on a $36 million contract for a quarterback that... Dude, they're going to have to throw in two firsts. Uh... Next season, I don't think it'd be the Bears because they do not have much cap flexibility going towards next season. This team is going it, to... It, they're going to have to be making some moves to uh, drop some cap space. Um, realistically, I don't know if a team would be in a position to take on that. I don't know. You'd have to... My guess is the Eagles have to give up some picks along with Wentz. Yeah, they'd probably have to pay contract. So that means you're still... Co- I don't know about half, but I think a good chunk of that is going to be kept by the Eagles. Just because mm, I don't I think mean, the team's going to want to take that on. I wouldn't want to take that on if I was a general manager. Uh, it's just a horrible situation for them. Like, it's really bad. And this is why you don't preemptively give huge extensions like this. Pay for your sins. Uh, you know, I mean, one team that might actually be in a position to I don't think they would. move. Jackson I really. Well, here's the thing: they're I mean, in just they the cap Fields space. They need a quarterback right for the draft. That's true. They well, think about this. You get Wentz, and you manage to get some picks out of Philly, and Philly retains some contract for Carson Wentz. So you're paying realistically like maybe twenty million a season for Carson that's, Wentz. That's that's horrible. Why would then you, you do also that? draft Justin Fields at pick two? Because you want Justin Justin Fields is a potential franchise quarterback. I don't know. Carson Wentz had his fucking shot. Right. If well, if the league doesn't, if he doesn't think that he's like. NFL ready yet? Like, if, if he thinks it would be better for him to, you know, maybe not ride the bench for a season, but <clears throat> at least let him develop over time, not try to thrust and him you're into the starting spot immediately. $20 million quarterback? I don't know. That... You know, I think you could. I, I don't like this idea. There's one reason why I don't like this idea, and it's because it's not the fact that you're paying $20 million for once. That's whatever. It's the fact that he's got four years remaining on his contract right now. Well, he's got the extension starting next season. That's going to be four more years. So I'm not crazy about that idea. So just disregard everything I just said about that because that's probably not a good idea. Unless they think Wentz would be the answer, so you go somewhere else. I don't know... Instead of drafting Justin Fields, I just don't think Carson. You you can't build around Carson once. I just don't think it's possible. All right. Well, aside from that, I got nothing. You know what, man? You make bad decisions. You pay for them. 
Alright, so I think, uh, did we have anyone else to put on Fraud Watch? Oh, yes. <laughs> they... How about them Raiders? Okay, I'm... Uh, we are officially putting them on Fraud Watch. Derek Carr had a solid game. He had a good game. He put up some good yardage, some touchdowns. But... How, Here's the thing. How do you almost um, blow it to the Jets? They, I don't consider this a win for them. The Jets threw that shit on purpose. Greg Williams sacrificed himself to, um, to, to keep the tank alive. I mean, truthfully, he, he. That was I, he lost his job over that right play there. call, but for the love of God. He saved Trevor Lawrence, or he saved them from themselves, because the Jets were gonna win that game. Um, the Jets, I mean, if the Jets were not like obviously tanking, they win that football game. You know, people were saying that okay, Greg Williams does this all the time, like. He, it, whenever there's a situations, he calls cover zero. That's, yeah, that's... First off, that is a terrible idea. I'm not an NFL defensive coordinator, but I know enough to know that five seconds left with, and the guy, they're like 50 yards away. You don't call cover zero with five seconds left. That's like the exact opposite of what you call. The Raiders had no timeouts, so they had to go for the touchdown there. They were down by four, so they couldn't play for a field goal. Literally, the only thing you do there is call prevent defense. Tell all your DBs, all right, they're going for the end zone. Swat the ball down. They send it all out blitz, man. So, obviously, this is a poor... He sends an all-out blitz. He calls engagement. Engagement's not even a good Madden play call in that situation. No, it, it, it... it can be good. It just it's it's all about the situation. Engage eight. Sometimes it's a good idea. Sometimes it's an awful idea. That is an instance of where it would be an awful time to call engage eight. So I I just don't understand the play call there. But at the same time, I do understand the play call because this team. I'm just saying. So. Really, all this was was an indictment of the Raiders. That they w- I'm telling you right now, you if the Jets were not, if the Jaguar game was over and they won, the Jets win that game. But because the game wasn't over, um, and they end up going in overtime, the Jags did end up losing. So this was a big loss for the Jets. Um, because of that, because the game is still going on, they didn't know what the result was going to be. They took the loss. Craig Williams took the fall for it, but at the end of the day, I honestly, I honestly can't even fucking fault him. I I literally cannot fault them because that it's the it's the it's the better idea. You can't be winning games right now if you're the Jets, like you just can't. So there, there's really no reason to. I mean, yeah, you got guy. You got guys that are like playing for their jobs and everything. It's like, you know, if they see that I'm playing like ass on the Jets, oh, yeah. teams aren't gonna want me in free agency. This, so I get that this, that what happened in that game might be the most blatant example of losing on purpose I have ever seen. 
Like they they blatantly lost that game on purpose. Like I don't think I I don't know if I've genuinely ever seen that before. Like they lost that game on purpose. And that's like I know it's like oh tanking whatever, but that is really rare that a team would lose on purpose. I mean, even like the 2017 Browns. That that they at least looked yeah like that team was genuinely were just shit. So dreadful that they this Jets team can win games that they chose to. And they were yes the they were also Lions terrible. This Jet team could probably win three or four too. games, but like, what's the point? Why would they do that? They want Trevor Lawrence. Exactly. I just wow this. This is rough to watch. It's rough to watch. Because you know it's tanking. We all know it's tanking. But they managed to almost screw up their own tank several times. Like this team... It, it is one of the, the most Jets things ever. To see them screwing up... Almost screw up their own tank. Several times. I'm amazed, frankly. It's special. This is a special tank. Like this is just... They, they are above and beyond right now. They have transcended. I think that's everyone for Fraud Watch this week. Actually, we'll, we'll, we we'll talk about the we're going to week fourteen. Like... We'll bring up the Cardinals a little bit there. Okay. Let's go into week fourteen then. So week fourteen. Um, well, let's. Oh, I want to start week fourteen um, with some playoff-worthy games, which ironically the the Cardinals and Giants is. Uh, I think they're both. I mean, the Giants have a spot. The Cardinals are either one of the wild cards or have a place in the hunt for sure. I believe I'm gonna tell on you the what, outside looking in right now. But if you showed me this game right. three weeks ago for the Giants, I would say, oh, yeah, Cardinals going to blow them out. I am not sure of that right now. Like, like, well, this, I'm, I'm not, not saying the Giants are that good, but I'm going to tell you what, you the Cardinals first. are really not that good. Like, they got a miracle win over the Bills. Um... And honestly, some of these losses, like they lost to the Rams, they lost to the Patriots, they lost to the Seahawks. They're 0-3 in their last three. Um, and really, they are, I'm going to say this, they're 1-4 in their last five games, and their only win was that Miracle Hail Mary game. So this Cardinal team is really struggling. Um, and the Giants... I mean, they've won their last four. They've looked great since starting one and seven. I, I really think this is going to be a very good game. And I would not. I'm going to take the Cardinals, but if I, I wouldn't be stunned if the Giants won this game. I. Might be a little stunned, but at the same time, though, like this Giants team is not nearly as bad as their record would indicate. They're playing like 
especially this past few weeks, they've been playing some very good football. If they beat the Cardinals, I don't think I'd be all that shocked. I think the thing I'd be the most shocked about is that at week 14, the Giants and Patriots have the same record. If you told me the Giants and Patriots had the same record at the start of the season last year, or this year, rather, I would have thought that, yeah, Daniel Jones really stepped it up, huh? And, like, the Giants are actually a better team than I would have thought. No, both teams are just painfully mediocre right now, but the Giants look less mediocre than the Patriots. So, honestly, if they beat the Cardinals, I I guess I won't be shocked. Maybe I'll be shocked that it's like, wow, this Giants team kind of looks for real. On the surface, but I'm not gonna I think be shocked it's easy to take the Cardinals. the Cardinals. But if you look into what I just said, the Giants winners of their last four, the Cardinals really should be 0-5 in their last five. They just got really lucky. It, it, there's a lot of things that would indicate the Giants really should win this game. Um, and I'll tell you what, a lot of people were like, oh, Joe Judge, why'd you hire Joe Judge? I'm going to be honest, he's looked phenomenal. I know they're under 500, I know, I get that. But Joe Judge is building a culture. I, I think that can't go unnoticed. I give a lot of props to him. No, Joe Judge has... I know Everyone made jokes about Joe Judge and how, like, at the beginning of his tenure at the Giants, he tried to be a total hardo, and we all thought that this move was about to blow up in, in New York's face. But, honestly, after that 1-7 start, this team looks so much different, and I don't know what changed. Because it's not like they fired anybody. I don't think they shifted anything around, really. They just started playing good football. So I, I I was a little skeptical of the Joe Judge hire. It, I'm I'm happy with Joe guys, Judge. So. Even if we don't right, make the yeah. playoffs, and even if we do make the playoffs, I do not expect us to do anything. I'm not that crazy. Um, but if we do make the playoffs, I'm gonna just I'm gonna be happy with it. I guess. I mean, end of the day, it probably hurts this long run, but Joe Judge, I trust him. I, I like what he's done so far. This is definitely not a... I forgot who, we, who our last coach was, but this is certainly not a Ben McAdoo-level coach. This is Shermer. I didn't think Shermer was that horrible. Shermer? Um, but he wasn't doing anything special. Ben McAdoo was genuinely dog shit. I wish we were doing this when Ben McAdoo was the head coach because I would have been going on legendary rants every single week. I probably would have gotten in trouble for some of the things I said, but I digress. Um, Another game we need to look at for playoff implications would be Chiefs-Dolphins. Another kind of shocking one, Dolphins are actually solid this year. Did not think they would be this good this fast. I thought they were on the rise, but not this good. Not, not like this. We, we, I thought they were still a year out from becoming like you know a playoff team, but clearly Brian Flores has been worth his weight in gold. Uh, this team has been well performing past expectations, and honestly, they are what a game out from 
being in first place for the AFC uh, I think East? So, I believe a game out. Although I think Buffalo holds a tiebreaker. Buffalo over them, so maybe that's not one hundred percent true. They yes. Although they do play Week Seventeen, so this game could be. Uh, it could yeah. That game I'm, could be massive. I'm just I mean I'll give my props to the Dolphins, up. but at the end of the day, Chiefs should take care of business, no problem. Yeah, they should. Although I am gonna say this: if the Dolphins do beat the Chiefs at home, that was definitely gonna be, that's very, gonna be very, very, interesting. very interesting for how this things go in the playoffs. It's definitely gonna be something to look out for if they can at least compete with the Chiefs. I'm not even gonna say beat them if they can hold pace with Kansas City. That could uh, that could have some very, very big implications um, for how the AFC shakes up. For for other ones, we got. I mean, I guess two more. We have Bills Steelers. Very interesting. I think the Bills wrap them up and choke them out. I I absolutely agree. You know, the Bills are as close to a complete. This is definitely the best Bills team I've ever seen in our lifetimes. Really. And we've already we've already said our piece about the Steelers and how we have very little faith in them. So I do agree. I think the Bills handle things hey, pretty easily at home. Hey, to to uh, uh, oh yeah. shit! Is there a stadium? Oh, it is. The Bills the Bills got a new era of stadium, so they ushering in a new era of Bills football. You know what I'm saying? That was fucking awful, Bryce. That's I I don't. I, I disagree. I think that was very good joke. Um, and you're just a hater. And uh, you can follow at ProPod Show on Twitter for more uh, exquisite content like that. True statement. True and accurate and so true. You know, Bryce, while we're on the topic of PPS real quick, I got to say, this week's episode was rather funny. <laughs> Thanks, man. And, uh, I'll be expecting the check. Uh, you know, you, you got my address. You got my information. Just, I actually uh, don't have your address, but yeah, I can well, still send you a check, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll need a check for that. Right. Thanks for shilling. You know, if there's one thing I know how to do nowadays, it's uh, shill soullessly yep. for uh, every last cent I can make. Absolutely. This is the way. <laughs> Monday night football time. Dun, 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 you know. This was that that that's a good one, Bryce. That's good. Uh... <laughs> you should Come you on. should just you should just. Uh, that should was just even a joke. Morning. No, no, no. That was a good impression of how they uh, do the Monday night football theme. It just... really. It really wasn't, but they they should have been got... doing this before every game Monday nights. But to make another pun, we got two football teams that are doing a good job pretending they're good playing on Monday Night Football. No. Yeah, so we got Ravens-Browns. Uh, <laughs> Ravens favored by two on the road. Yeah, I, I, I'm just ignoring that. that right. it's, so just, yeah. yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah. So Ravens favored by two on the road. Um... I don't know, Bryce. What what are your takes on this game? I think this game is going to be 
extremely chaotic and terrible. And I think the Ravens pull out a close one. Chaotic and terrible, he says. Uh, frankly, I agree. Um, I can definitely see something chaotic happening. Uh, this game's going to probably just be a mess because both these teams have kind of been questionable as of late. We did just put the Browns on Fraud Watch, so... Uh, I don't, I don't really know how this game's going to turn out. This, uh, the Ravens are favored, so I think I will agree. But at the same time... I don't know. They've been looking a little questionable these last few weeks. They did just beat the Cowboys, but I would hope that they were able to beat the Cowboys, frankly. I could beat the Cowboys single-handedly. Right, no, no bullshit. No bullshit. Nope. Not even capping right now. All right. Well, I would step in. <laughs> Basketball time. <laughs> You know, I gotta say, Bryce, that wasn't your best transition, but I, I don't know I, if it was your worst either. I don't know. I've had some good ones in my in my time. You've definitely had some good ones. I've retired from being good at this. I see. So, James Harden's situation's only gotten worse. Um, the man be the man's going to strip clubs and shit. You know how it is. Um. Hey man, the the big homie Harden, he's um, he's probably out of Houston. I would assume he's gonna leave very soon. The only question is where we've talked about this so much. So I don't think we're gonna go too in depth about where Harden ends up. But there's, We've said I, I made this point either last episode or the episode before or something like that. If you're going to blow it up, just blow it all up. Get a couple picks for Harden and just start from scratch again because I don't think realistically this team is going to be able to compete right now. I don't know if there are any moves they're going to be able to make where Harden is going to lead that team to a championship. I, yeah, I, I do not see James Harden... Being uh, being a leader of a championship team, we said this. Um, now I think it's more now a question of where is he going to fit in the best? Where would he fit the best? Well, um, we know that Brooklyn wants him. Yes, we know that. You know, Kyrie, Katie, and Harden would make for a f absolutely lethal trio. I don't think you get. Here's the thing: you don't get Harden without Kyrie in the deal or Katie. You had to give one of them up. You really don't think so? No, definitely not. Um, I don't think you can. Like for the, I think, I think what everyone's saying the most likely scenario is the Sixers. And Simmons is probably going to be involved in the deal because it would make the most sense. Which I see that happening. I I think it's going to be really funny with Harden and Bede on the same team. Jeez. That would be very interesting. And I think that would be a great move for the Sixers because, frankly, they need shooting. 
And Harden at least well, gives them some sort of shooting. Okay, here's the thing. Um, for Simmons, though, it's risky because Simmons is really the backbone of that Sixer team. And honestly, giving up Simmons, even if it is for Harden, does hurt your chance at a championship. I, I, I really believe that if they give up Simmons, um, I don't. it's not going to guarantee him a ring. In fact, I think the opposite. I think, yeah. I, I honestly think they, um, they don't get as much likely to win a ring with Harden and Embiid rather than Simmons and Embiid. Really? Yeah. I think Simmons is the kind of person you want on your team leading you to a ring. I don't know if Harden is that. Yeah, I, I, mm, I know Harden and Simmons are two very different players, so you're kind of you're getting a better shooter, but you're also losing some defense. And passing. Well, Harden's a solid passer, but Simmons, there's a difference between good passer and good playmaker. Simmons is a good playmaker. Simmons can make things happen. Harden can make things happen with his scoring, uh, but he, I, I don't see Simmons and or I don't see Harden and Embiid um, leading a team to a ring. I see Simmons and Harden being definitely able to figure something out and maybe win the championship. So you would you think that maybe the Sixers would try and trade Embiid, or they just try to create that core? With well, the I think they can't. If they, there's no way you get Harden without giving up one of them at the minimum. And I'm pretty sure the Rockets want Simmons, but if it's a choice, definitely throw them Embiid. Because um, Embiid, while he is a phenomenal center, he's a phenomenal player, but he's not. Um, He's just, I don't think he's going to bring you a ring on his own. You know, I got to say, if you get either one of them as the Rockets, that is giving you a pretty solid baseline to start off, like when you're building a team with. Whether you get Simmons or you get Embiid, those are both very solid players, their position at minimum. And I think that does give you a good position to build from. I don't know if... You probably wouldn't get it one for one, so you wouldn't just trade Harden for Embiid or Harden for Simmons. No, there's going to be picks and maybe some players involved. So if if you can get some young guys out of Philly, maybe a draft pick or two, honestly, that's not a bad move for Houston. No, Houston's got to get rid of him. He's just so unhappy there. He's just miserable. And I know he has his list of places he wants to go. Um, reality is, he'll probably go most places. I mean, it's just it's this is just what happens when when you just don't win. Here, I here's the thing: a lot of people, I don't know who the blame's mainly on. 
I would say most of it's truthfully on Harden. Harden was given teams that he probably should have won at least a finals with. Um, and maybe you argue that if Chris Paul doesn't go down, they do win a finals, but it's not what happened. Chris Paul, while, yes, he was a huge part of that Houston team, was not the leader of that Houston team. It was it was Harden. And he has to take responsibility for things like that, for losing. Um, I, he never really did. All he really ever did with Houston was, like, go to the playoffs, get to the second round, and then lose to a team that was better. I just... At, at some point, you have to look at Harden and say, yes, you're a phenomenal talent. Yes, you are probably better than most players in NBA history at scoring, but you're you're not leading us anywhere. It's We have to move on. And Harden's not getting any younger. I mean, his age isn't slowing him down yet, but like I said, not getting any younger. He's not exactly... I think he's, what, 30? He He's in his 30s. He is in his 30s. Um, so he's definitely getting up there in age. He is 31. Uh, so, I mean... Obviously, you know, it's not unheard of to see players performing well into their 30s. I think Harden is going to definitely continue to play well, at least for the next few years. But, I don't know. I, I don't know if the, the window for him to realistically lead a team to a championship... I don't know if he can be like that guy. I don't think you can just add him into any rotation and they suddenly become title contenders. If it's the right team, you absolutely could incorporate him. I think Philly, but... if you if you if you could keep Simmons and get Harden, that is a team that can win a championship. Probably, yeah. Um Harden and Embiid playoffs probably lose. All right, so I think we've talked enough about uh, what's going on with Harden. Uh, we did want to talk about Kyrie a little bit, but you know more about what's going on, so I'm just kind of going to let you talk that. So Kyrie, about situation. okay, Kyrie got the media in their feelings again, and he said, "I'm I'm bigger than the media. I don't, you know, if I don't want to comment, I shouldn't have to." Here's the thing: and the media got pissed at him for it. Look, here's the thing. Let just let Kyrie be Kyrie. Like, I get it. You know, he's a he's a superstar basketball player. You want to get his opinion. That is, you know, you you want to see him at media day. I understand that, but if he doesn't want to, whatever. Like, just let him be. Don't get on his like. Don't get on Kyrie's ass. Don't you know? Just leave him alone. Yeah, I don't really know why people are really that surprised about Kyrie not liking the media, because he's never really... He's always been kind of weird in that, like, he does not talk to the media whatsoever. Skin and then blame Kyrie. 
All right, well, Bryce is cutting out a little bit there, but. Definitely, he'll talk to you. Yeah, sorry, you just cut out a little bit there, Bryce, but, um, yeah, I don't know, Kyrie, I, I liked what you said in that, just let Kyrie be Kyrie, and, you know, honestly, the worst thing that happens at it, just letting Kyrie be Kyrie is that he just says some weird things, like, he's not gonna go out there and, like, start attacking other people over things, he's just gonna be really weird, he's gonna say weird things, like, asking people what they think government means, and... Honestly, I think that's just the best it's way like to do it. like Kyrie be Kyrie, man. Exactly. Um, so that was supposed to be everything that we had, but we did forget one thing when we were planning this episode. And uh, Pandemic P is staying... Oh, yeah, homes. that's right. Actually, I said on Twitter, this is the new worst contract in the NBA. I don't really know what he did this postseason to earn himself a max contract extension. I guess because Ka or because Kawhi likes him. That's like, all right, yeah, we'll just throw $200 million at you. But, um... Yeah, I guess uh, they're just holding on to Paul George because... I'm, I'm happy for Doc Rivers. I'm very happy for Doc Rivers, man. Yeah, he got out. You are? Good for him. That is a horrible contract. That is worse. I guess maybe not worse, like, if you look at it going back. Um, but it is worse than Russ's current contract. Maybe Russ's was worse when it was given to him, but if we're going, if we're looking at Russ's contract right now and PG, what he just got, PG's is way worse. Well, I'm gonna be a little hesitant on saying that he he did kind of go from one, he went into a better situation with Philly because they're definitely in a better situation than the Clippers are right now, but. They got Tobias Harris I mean, on a pretty lousy deal. Not today. that bad. It's, like, it's, it's a bad deal, but it's not fucking... It is a bad deal, not I this bad. I think it's bad. a pretty bad deal. I mean, it's it's just about the same numbers. Five years, 190. Yeah, I guess it is a bit more similar now that I'm thinking about it. Alright. No, they're it's both ass. Neither of which are good deals whatsoever, but... They're disgusting. But, um, you know, it's... Whatever, I think the Sixers are definitely a better situation. So, yeah, I guess I will be happy for Doc Rivers in that, like, yeah, he did go from a bad situation to a slightly out the less mud. worse situation. Alright. <laughs> uh... Fair enough, but right? I think that's all we can really say for this episode. Yeah, I think that does it for episode one. You sure? You can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. I think you're right. I'm pretty sure last week was 121. I think I've gotten back on track with this. But just for the sake of convenience, it is 122. <laughs> God, I'm good. 
So that's going to do it for episode 122 of I'm Walking Here. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at Ian Cusick. That's both C-U-S-I-C-K. You can follow Bryce on Twitter at It's B-R-I-Z-Z. 